So we're recording now. I'm going to move myself out. What's up, you guys? You rocking with Trent Simmons? Uh, uh, what's up, you guys? I'm Trent Simmons, affectionately known as the Makeup Surgeon. You can follow me on IG at Makeup Surgeon or Facebook at Trent Simmons. I'm rock with my girl, Michelle C., on Candy Kisses TV. Check us out. Okay, I didn't know if you could hear me or not. Do it one more time because I was talking. I didn't know if that came through the thing. So I'm gonna do it one more time and then um and then I'll come back and start. Okay, 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 Can't let you they can't let them see my backdrop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, I'm gonna remove myself. What's up, you guys? You got the makeup surgeon here, Trent Simmons. You can, um, uh, let me start that over. What's up, guys? My name is Trent Simmons. I'm affectionately known as the Makeup Surgeon. You can follow me on IG at Makeup Surgeon or Facebook, Trent Simmons. I'm rocking with my girl, Michelle C. on Candy Kisses TV. Come on in and check us out. Perfect. Okay. So now we can get started. All right. So what do you, you want me to go call you by the surgeon or you want me to introduce you as Trent Simmons? Uh, Trent Simmons is fine. Okay, I'm getting ready to put my get my real journalism on. Okay, let's 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 see it. Let's see it, Gail King. <laughs> no, my wings look better than hers. So. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And your makeup, absolutely. <laughs> okay, let's get started. It is another episode of Candy Kisses TV. I'm here on a Motivation Monday. It's your girl, Michelle C, a.k.a. DJ Make a Move. Before we get started, oh, don't forget, I am the Jill of all trades. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Stop looking and click the button, because I see y'all looking, but y'all ain't subscribing. See the way my analytics are set up? I see what y'all doing. But anyway, I'm bringing you another dope channel like I always do. It's another Motivation Monday. I am bringing one of a great makeup artist. First of all, he's been doing his thing for years, and he was actually the winner of my first annual fantasy makeup competition back in 2000. I, I'm not going to tell my age, but anyway. <laughs> the boy's a good boy. The boy gets, he gets down. They call him the surgeon. Introducing Mr. Trent Simmons. Oh, what's up, y'all? What an um, interest. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that, Michelle. How you been? I've been good. No real complaints. How you been? I've been good. I've been quarantining and being creative. That's about what we do when we get, you know, stuck in these little quarantine situations. That's, that's right. That's right. So we're going to definitely get into it. When did you know the entertainment industry was for you? Mm. You know, at first I thought the entertainment business, uh, doing makeup on that, that spectrum, I thought that was like so taboo because we knew that it existed, but we didn't, I didn't know how to get there, you know, um, but I've always loved makeup. I've always loved the art. Let me tell you, back in the day, it used to be such a big thing to just work at Mac, especially where I'm from, Memphis, Tennessee. You became like the local like hero of some sorts. So when I got on at Mac, I thought that was like the pivotal, pivotal point of my life. I was like, oh, this is it. Mm -hmm. But I, I grew tired of that because I knew there was something bigger, something better. Um, and I moved to Atlanta. I moved to Atlanta um, and started working at the Mac store in Perimeter Mall. Mm -hmm. And I saw some of everybody in and out of there and to see so many people on so many different levels and working makeup artists would come in there because that's when they were able to use their discount. That's right. that so working makeup artists would come in there and I would just be so in awe of 
the stories they would tell about what they were doing. I'm like, oh my God, I've got to get to that side of the business. But as you know, Michelle, in this business, people hide stuff. I don't know if they hide it because um, they you feel bad because they want to be the only one in that lane or anything. But I had to do some hard uh, research and work to get into the business because no one would tell you how to get there. Mm-hmm. That's right. You better listen. You preaching to the choir over here. <laughs> <laughs> now, when did you start doing makeup? Were you like from a teenager on up or when did you get into it? I started when I was around 18 or 19. I had a trans friend. Her name was Tanisha Cassadine. She's passed on now. Um, okay. Phenomenal makeup artist would do everybody makeup in, in you know, in my world uh, for the shows, the, the, uh, the drag shows, the the pageants, the drag pageants and everything. And I was just so fascinated because I, I used to draw uh, as a child. I did that more than I did my schoolwork. So I used to draw all the time and I just knew. And I and, and ironically enough, I would draw pictures of women's faces all the time and how their brows should look, the eye shape and everything. So this was like second and third grade I'm doing this. Um, and when I met her, she was expressing her art in such a beautiful way. I'm like, can you please show me what you're doing? She thought I was playing. Mm. So one day she let me um, uh, uh, shadow her and I was so excited, you know, just to even put the foundation and powder on people. I was so excited and it just kept on growing from there. And then I just loved it so much. Now, you know, you stole my next question because I like now because I've seen your work, I know that you can draw, but it wasn't like because a lot of times people that can do makeup can't sketch and can't draw. Yeah. But even from the first time I've seen your work, when you did when you won the competition and you did the flower, I was like, oh, no, he's a real artist. He ain't nobody that just slapping makeup on there. You know what you're doing. But, like for me, I started doing makeup years ago, but I was an artist first. I used to draw. I used to draw comic book characters okay. and those faces. Like I had a whole little comic book strip where I would have. Um, I would include my friends. So I'll draw. Mm -hmm. Who we gonna look like this? Who we gonna marry? I'd draw a whole little thing. Yeah, <laughs> and it'd be a whole thing. So a lot. That's what I'm, a lot of people don't know. Most makeup artists do start as artists first, mm -hmm. and then they graduate to other elements of their creativity. So I was wondering that, but you've answered that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, how did you perfect your craft? Uh, perfected the craft. Let me tell you. So when I first started doing the makeup, I only knew it from a drag standpoint, right? Okay. So everything was heavy. Everything was super beat way before the beat came out mm -hmm. uh, with, 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 with the regular women. Um, I had to learn how to fine tune because I honestly didn't know how to do regular women makeup. If that, you know, that's funny, but it's true. Um, I took a job at MAC. Okay. Back then, when, when you was working for Mac, Mac took the liberty of having these amazing trainers come who had been all around the world, uh, come show you all these different techniques. And we get every three months, we'll do an update class. And it was really, really teaching in that thing. So that was with what I had learned in the drag world, which was a bit advanced for, for the regular world. Um, I was I put that together and I began to be a standout at my counter because I can go from, you know, now I can go from the barely their makeup to the really, really beat makeup. Because back then, there was still some women who wanted to be beat like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, and always, like at one point, I became the uh, product specialist. So I will always look for new stuff. I never got tied to one thing uh, with Mac. I'm going to tell you why. Because at first, when I got there, um, I only wanted to use Mac. Mm -hmm. but I remember going out on a, um, a job, a booking, and the person couldn't wear anything Mac. Okay. And imagine a Mac artist showing up to hear that. 
You know, right. I told you that at first. <laughs> but luckily, I had some Kevin Aquan and all some other kind of stuff in my kit. But that taught me a valuable lesson that day. It taught me, it taught me to uh, broaden my horizon, broaden my spectrum, and learn more makeup and more skin types and stuff like this. So I, I, I never stopped learning. Even now, um, I still, I'm still always doing product. I even go on YouTube. And even though with YouTube, a lot of those artists don't are not really solidified artists. Mm-hmm. But I like that they try every the new makeup and they, you know, make me excited about going and see it. So I always go and play with new makeup, new techniques and everything like this. So I like to stay fresh. Yeah, because even if they are like a, most of us are self-taught until we take a class. So yeah, it's, absolutely you can't say that you can't learn from them. But I, I don't tell, you know, people that are aspiring makeup artists. I tell them, take a class first and yeah. then YouTube is OK. Simply yeah. because if you take a class, the person that's teaching you is going to show you the proper techniques. to. You'll yeah. know why they're doing what they're doing on the video versus you just trying to figure it out. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It should be a rhyme to your reason. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So now, when was your first big break in the industry as far as movies or um, TV? Uh, let me tell you a funny story. Working at Mac, Perimeter Mall, um, you know, we're supposed to charge. Well, not charge, but when someone come and get their makeup done, um, we're supposed to uh, tell them that it's a $50. They have to buy $50 in product. Right. And I remember this young lady coming in the Perimeter Mall and she said, hey, uh, can you do my makeup? And, and at that moment, I didn't say anything about um, the price of anything. She said, well, I really ain't got no money like that. I just need my makeup done. I'm going to do a photo shoot. I'm bored. I'm not really doing that in Mac. I'm like, okay, come on, sit down. I do her makeup. She go to the photographer. Her name is Ryan Danielle. She's so, she was so uh, instrumental in getting me to the next level. Just with this gesture I'm about to tell you. Okay. She, went, she went to go do her photo shoot. So she came back in a couple of days later. She said, the photographer I work with wants to meet you. So I gave, I, let, I, I want to know if it's okay to give him your information. But I, so we, I started working with this photographer. And one day he told me, I got Angie Stone coming in. I, she's going to shoot an album cover. I want you to do the makeup. Mm-hmm. I come in to do the makeup and there's already an artist booked. I said, well, oh, Kev, this, this uh, photographer name is Kevin Goosby. Kevin Goosby. Yep. Well, I don't work with Kevin. Wow. The boy is so dope. He wanted the meanest photographer I ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was really lobbying for me and really pushing for me. So it was like, um, I said, well, Kev, she already got a, a makeup artist. He said, man, just hold tight. I'm going to get her to wipe that off. You know, I'm thinking this is a celebrity. She ain't got time for all that and wipe her makeup off and get new makeup put on. Um, but long story short, she she did it and she liked it. And um, it was months before I heard from her again. And, uh, and I worked with her again. And she was like, I'm about to start this. Um, this agency up, this makeup artist agency. So I wanted you to meet with some, um, I want you to meet with some people I know. These are these two fly women, older women that she introduced us to. They work in the uh, makeup uh, industry and they was working on a TV show called The Game at the time. Okay. So we, we went to the W in Midtown and we sat down and and they just poured out this knowledge and they just told us things. They said, we're going to try you out. Cool. So a couple of months later, they asked me, where are you at? I had moved back to Memphis and everything because, you know, I hadn't heard nothing. And, you know, I had a son I needed to go home to and whatever. Um, but I have a son. Um, then they called me one time. I'm sitting around. And I'm just. I'm really down and out in Memphis because ain't nothing going the way I wanted to go. Ain't no moves to make down there. And mm-hmm. I remember sitting at a table and my phone started ringing and I didn't answer the phone because I don't answer numbers. I don't know, which I've me learned. To, well, I've learned to stop that a little bit. 
to a to a science. Um, okay. um, so the phone called me again. It was uh, one of Angie Stone's people. And it was like, hey, are you in Atlanta? Angie Stone needs you for a project. I said, well, no, I can be there. Okay. Let me tell you, I didn't have a car or anything around that time. Uh, they had repoed my little Honda Accord when I got back home. Yeah. <laughs> but um, my grandmother, rest her soul, she gave me her car to go down. And I went down there for a week. I had worked with Angie on uh, another um, album cover. I worked with her on um, this uh, commercial project she had. I made enough money in that week to go back home and get my stuff and move back to Atlanta. I had secured a, a, a house and everything. Um, huh? You better look at God. I'm saying that's how he worked, right? And uh, and then as I was moving and transitioning, the people from the game called me and said, hey, we want to try you out over here. And it's been history ever since. Wow. History ever since. And see, that's what people don't understand. One blessing can bless you with a whole bunch of other blessings. But you got to be in that moment, though, Michelle. A lot of, Now... Let me tell you something. What I don't like about, um, and maybe they don't know, so I'm not going to say I don't like about it, but what I think could approve with the up-and-coming makeup artists, nobody wants to go through anything. They want to walk straight through a door. If they knew the stuff I went through on those trailers, if they knew the stuff I went through uh, just trying to get to a, a, a great place in life as a makeup artist, it's not easy. It's not that glamorous. When you see me take a picture with Brandy or, or, or Yolanda Adams, you know, you don't know I just uh, left set working uh, 80 hours that week and jumped on a plane and tired, can't hardly get myself together. But for the love of the artistry, I wanted to be there because those people trusted me to to make them look amazing. You know what I'm saying? That's right. People don't know the struggles you went through. They, they, they see the perceived value. They see what they, you know, it's in front of them, but don't understand what's going behind the closed doors. It's like, you know, waking up at four o'clock in the morning for oh them call times or whatever. And then people are like, well, dang, why are you always tired? Well, I'm up at four o'clock every morning. That's what I'm saying. And then we don't know when we getting off. You know, you only, and let me tell you, Michelle, I hate when people ask me, what time are you getting off? All of my friends that's in the business know that I don't know what time I'm getting off. That's right. Can you be like when they tell me I can go? That's when they right when they when when the director says uh, uh, it's a wrap, mm -hmm. you know, or your boss says something. Oh, you can leave for the day or something like that. But it's you know. Well, the, the blessing behind it all, because one thing that people don't understand, even though they look at makeup artistry, oh y'all just having fun, y'all just playing or whatever. No, it's still a, it's a career. It's not a hobby. But yeah. at the same time, even though it is the long hours and sometimes retire, it's something that we love to do. We love it. It doesn't feel love like work. Like after we do the makeup, we chilling, having a good time. So mm -hmm. as long as your job is done, everything else is fun. That's correct. <laughs> that is correct. All right. Well, we are moving on. What is your ultimate goal in the entertainment industry as, you know, with your career period? Well, Michelle, I'm going to tell you something. I've been saying to myself for the longest because I do watch... I'm inspired by the YouTube generation, uh, the influencers generation. I don't, I don't snob them like most makeup artists do, because I think what they've done is they found a niche that works, and it's lucrative. Yes, it is. And, um, it, it it has taken them places that I'm, I'm sure they never imagined they would go. I just got to push mm -hmm. play on my camera. I bought all the equipment. I've bought the lights. I've bought the cameras. I've bought the computers. And I haven't started my YouTube channel. I have not started yet. You pull up so you can be this face. That's what I'm saying. You I, know, we ain't got nothing to do. Nothing else. But let me tell you, um, I always be so tired when I get done with work. 
Yeah. I just I just want to come home and you know and wind down. But you know, I know nothing comes to a sleeper but a but a dream. So I I I have to make that time. But I've been saying this for a very long time. I do want to start my YouTube channel, get it successful and and, and possibly do a brand. I, I would love to get you already know, you already have the wherewithal. You just got to do it. The biggest the biggest curveball that you're gonna have to do is just literally do it. One thing I've learned, and I hadn't did it for years, but now I'm like I'm gonna do it. And the only thing that's made me do it was the quarantine because I had nothing but time to figure out. Okay, how I'm gonna do this? How I'm gonna do that? One guy I talked to that was over marketing. He's a marketing major. He said, uh -huh. "Plan out your whole year." Oh. And I'm like, well, how? and I say, you know what? That makes sense because when I plan events, I plan three months in advance and I make sure everything is moving. But plan out your whole year. So I was like, okay. And this year I started, I said, I'm going to plan out my whole year. I went and grabbed me a daily planner. Baby, listen, my year is going to be lit. Y'all don't know it's coming. But I, I got it planned out. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I know that's right. That's the main thing you have to do because, like, just like you, when you started, I got my cameras, I got all that, but I did nothing with it. And it's yeah. like, okay, I got to find something that I want to do with it because I do, I've i been doing makeup for so long and I enjoy it, but I don't enjoy it enough to put it on YouTube. I enjoy having conversations more than I would do trying to show you how to do that. Okay. <laughs> you know? okay. So you find what you like. Like if you want to start your channel, if 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 it's, you know, makeup artistry and that's, you don't mind doing that, cool. But find yeah. something that you know that it's not just like when you go to work. It doesn't feel like work. So it's like you're excited about doing mm -hmm. it. So just pick a day like, OK, well, I know I'm off on Saturday and Sunday, so I'm going to dedicate this hour to my YouTube page and let okay. it just, you know, write down what I want to do and then figure it out. And then each day, just check it off. Right. I'm you, you'll get more done by doing if I don't get nothing done if I without my to do list, period. Yeah. If I ain't to do list, it ain't going to happen. I'll sleep all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I need to do. I need something to hold me accountable. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, but look, I hold you accountable, but I, 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 pull up. Look, did you do uh, did you do task one through three today? <laughs> right, right. So did you always want to get into journalism? Is this something you like or did you? I actually went to school for broadcasting. OK. Um, when, you know, and then I worked at the radio station doing board up or whatever. Wow. Um, but as you know, like most industries, this entertainment field is very political. Mm -hmm. So if you're not kissing a lot of butt, then you don't really go too far. <laughs> so when it gets to like you literally have to I mean just like with any industry you got to figure out how to maneuver and where to go and what you got to do mm -hmm. but sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and I happen to be in the field where you know we had a transition where the general manager switched over so the chance that I could have didn't happen so right. I'm like well, instead of me being sorry and salty about that chance man you know happening let me move on to do something that i know i'm good at and i'm, I'm passionate about i'm gonna move forward with that and then i'll revisit this when i when i can and that's what i'm doing because i like i legit was doing radio and like i said political they skip over you they don't care they move on and they gonna they'll push their friends forward before they push you forward even though you are the talented one. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah imagine that people so, don't understand yeah. that that is so true <laughs> I can't make you choose me, but guess what? God chose me, so guess what? Let's let's get. It. I'm gonna do it regardless. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen to that. That's how you do it. When you you don't rely on man, you rely on God, and then you you move forward with with or without them. That is. <laughs> so, that's a word. That's a word right there, Michelle. On this good Sunday. <laughs> on this good Sunday. Very good Sunday when people missing church and stuff. That's a word. Okay. Now, how did you stay motivated during the quarantine time? Because I know like productions went down and everybody was just sitting there like, okay, what are we going to do? To be honest, Michelle, I needed a break. Mm. I needed a break. I didn't, I was, I hate 
the circumstances and what happened to make us have a break. Yeah. But I needed a break. My body was so tired. I was, um, um, I didn't mind the break at all. And I wasn't motivated. I wasn't motivated on the break. All I wanted to do is sleep and watch YouTube. That's it. Nice. But I wish, I wish I would have utilized that time differently. Hmm. Uh, and especially like getting my channel going. But I knew that the disease was new. So I didn't want to invite nobody to my house and right. possibly land up on a ventilator or something later on because yeah. I wanted to film a, a YouTube video or something like that. But then again, I could have did product reviews or whatever, you know, but right. I didn't use that time wisely. And I, and, um, I should have. <laughs> well, I mean, that, but see, you were talking about you need to figure out what you're going to do with your YouTube page. All that stuff you should have done, put it on your to-do list and make it happen. I'm going to do it. To, that, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I'm going to get a to-do list now because it's something when you see it, when you see it in front of you and what you need to do, it, it hits a little different. Yeah, because you can think about it all day. I should have did. I should be like, well, but if you write it down, like, you know what? Let me go ahead and do that. <laughs> that's true. That is so true. That is the only, like that note, paper, and pad. That's the only thing to hold me accountable. Because if I ain't got it, it's not happening. I promise you, I will sit there and watch Judge Mathis all day. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be watching um a first 48 and, yes! and all that stuff, girl. I'd be just, I need to go somewhere and sit down. Lovecraft country. I look, I, did, I I was so busy with the YouTube and the Netflix, I ran out of stuff to watch. <laughs> like, so much so let me tell you what's so funny. I ran out of stuff to write because I'm a writer too. And okay, I, you know what? I'm gonna write me a movie because like that's yeah. how I got so like yeah. I started writing. I ain't finished yet, but I'm gonna just start writing the movie. That's how kind of bored I got. <laughs> I know that's right. Tyler Perry, you hear this? You got a movie. <laughs> Pull up. I will be the makeup artist, the, the, the leading actor, whatever you need me to do. <laughs> so. All that good stuff. Now, we're going to switch it over for a little bit because I like to talk to people about beyond their career because, you know, you're still a regular human because most people are like, oh, you know, you only do makeup. No, most creatives have a lot of stuff going on. So right. I'm going into who is your favorite rapper and singer and why? Oh, my God. I'm getting a little bounce back. Are you hearing that? I'm not. Do you have your head, um, headsets in? No. Um, it might be me. See if, I can, if I put my headsets in, that might be better. So let me try that. Cause I hear you fine, but I don't hear no echo. Let's try it. It's only when I talk I can hear it. Oh no, it's good now. It's good now. Whatever. Yeah, normally if it's yeah, we the more we talk, it kind of that's the one thing I like about StreamYard because when the sound is off, if you keep talking, it'll kind of adjust. Yeah. The okay. Oh my god, rapper. I, I got to put it in. I don't know. Can I say rappers? Yeah. Okay. Biggie Smalls is my absolute favorite rapper because I like him because he's a storyteller. And some of the stories that he tell, I can relate to because I'm from the hood. I'm from uh, Memphis, Tennessee in an area called Orange Mound. Orange okay. Mound is very bad. So some of the stuff he rapped about, um, I could relate to. And just his delivery, his play on words, his... Um, his mindset, everything was, and how he put you up on game. If you really just listen, he's mm -hmm. putting you up on game. And I think that Jay Z took a lot of notes from him. Oh, of course. With how what his delivery was like, and, and and as a result of that, Jay Z is my favorite living rapper. Okay. Uh, because I just think he, this is a smart businessman. He took rap to another level. Like his endorsements is is um. The most beautiful wife, uh, the most talented wife, his life and what he what he what he displayed and what he show us, I, I really like that because he's like a grown up, like mature rapper. Uh, 
who's not excited about the same stuff that the younger rappers are excited about. He's uh, he's more excited about generational wealth and all of that. Stuff. So I listened, I listened, especially on this last album he did, 444. I mean, it was just game all wrapped up in 10, 10 to 12 songs. It was so much game in that. My favorite female rapper, and I, I will hold her down until she turns 80, 90 years old, still trying to rap, and that's Little Kim. I'm okay. a huge Little Kim fan. Um, I want Little Kim to get back to that that hardcore, you know, that situation. But I don't know. I think Little Kim tried to change with the times and tried to, um, you know, do the auto tune like yeah. like the other artists do. But the thing that made Kim special is her gritty, her uh, her, her deep voice, you know, and that's what we miss from her. But but no matter what she do, I still love it. I still love it. I love Lil' Kim, but I, I wasn't like a fan to the point where I would buy an album yet until she came out with Put Your Lighters Up. Oh, that whole, yeah. album, that whole album got me oh, right. They slept on that album. That album was so yeah. good. And it was the uh, old Kim. That was the hardcore Kim on that album. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite singer, without a doubt, man, is Whitney Houston. I used to, um, I used to have flat out arguments with people, you know, especially her, her drug-induced days when she was always, you know, but in my mind, she wasn't on anything. You know, she just right. I think she set the standard, in my opinion, of what black, of, of, of what people wanted to sing like. The way she did her notes, the way she interpreted a song. You can't think about a great singer without thinking about Whitney Houston. You know, and I mean, just listen to her what she did to Dolly Parton's. Um, listen, I will always love you. I never knew that was Dolly Parton's song until years later. But to me, it was like one, and then I, I, I looked at a um, a documentary with uh, one of these big producers. He was like, when they played that song, at that moment they said, this is the greatest song that's ever been recorded. It was just Sunday Well. And, and uh, as we, a week before the Super Bowls got to come up, Whitney Houston went and did the national anthem. Oh, best hands down. Of all and no one has been able to top it in 30 and years. And won't be able to top it. And won't. You won't. Uh, I also, I'm a big fan of Fantasia. Um, if you ever been to a good concert, if you ever want to see a good concert, Fantasia gets down with it. And I love her rawness and her grittiness of her voice as well. It's a lot of great. We have a lot of great singers in our genre and our era, though. So, but those are my top. Those are my top people. Now, one thing I loved about Whitney Houston too was just she had that this undeniable soul. So oh I don't care if she was singing Mary Had a Little Lamb. She mm. was with so much soul, you're going to be like, I want to get a lamb now. I yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> and in your head, you thought you could sing like that too until you turned her off. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> My baby, no, you ain't got it. <laughs> now, matter of fact, what, what is your favorite Whitney album? My favorite album? Oh, that's a hard one. But, um, I would have to say my love is your love. Okay. Because it was a different sound. It was a different, um, had hip hop in it. It had every little piece of something in it. So I really, really had reggae with the My Love Is Your Love song. And mm-hmm. it was a great produced album. Rodney Jerkins, of course, was on that. Um, but I must tell you, my favorite stuff of Whitney is when she would be live because she would always change the song up and give you something else to love. Mm-hmm. Now, one of my favorite albums with her, now I'm probably partial because it was my first, um, my actual, like, I love music, but my first, four, look, I'm going to show my age. You know what 45s are? Uh-huh. Yeah. My 45 was Where Do Broken Hearts Go? Baby, listen. Yes. 
Look, I'm eight years old. Oh, yeah. I was there. I can listen that from top to bottom. I listen to that album. I can listen to that today and still be bothered. Me too. And if I start, uh, uh, if I punch Whitney Houston in in YouTube, if I put her name in YouTube and I just go to listen to something, that turns to four or five hours later of me watching all these performances and all this stuff. And then here go me, boohooing, crying and stuff. You all see it. It's a whole mess. It's a whole mess. You were blessed to be able to work with her. No, I wanted to be able to work with her. I thought you got a chance to work with her. No. When I got into this industry, I told myself, I said, I'm so glad to be in this industry because I'm going to meet Whitney Houston. And somehow I'm going to work with Whitney Houston. But then her untimely death came and I'm just like, oh my God. I didn't get a chance. That's one person I wanted to work with so, so bad. But let me tell you, um, I think God threw me one when he let me meet Brandy. Brandy's another. Oh, how did I forget Brandy? Brandy is one of my absolute favorite artists. How did I forget her? I don't know, because you slipping in your pivot, baby. Look, I got a chance to meet Brandy a couple of years ago, because I'm from Carson, just like she is. Okay. I was just in awe because number one, I was not n- more so as a fan, but I was in awe because of her humbleness and her spirit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know why, because I started like doing my research. Oh, she an Aquarius like me. So you know. What is she, February 11th? When, when is yours? January 20th, first day. Get it together. <laughs> yeah, my, yes. Happy belated birthday. Um, uh, I went on to the set of the game, my first time ever working on a set. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking in the the parking lot headed because they was they would film upstairs in this building at Screen Gems. I don't know if you ever been to Screen Gems. No, I was I ain't looking like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Um, and then we had a trailer downstairs on the parking lot, but we were doing the additionals. Okay. So I'm walking and I'm headed to the trailer and I see Brandy. And I just I don't know what got into me, but I looked at her and I hurry up and looked away. Like I could not even believe like this is Brandy over here. You know, um <laughs> so I um I went and did background makeup and one of the girls in the background, Brandy played a bartender on the show in the first season she came. And one of the young ladies who was playing her waitress next to her, I had did her makeup. Mm-hmm. And we had older makeup artists that was the department head and all this stuff. Um, and you know, Brandy really, really is in tune with makeup. Yes. Loves makeup like wholeheartedly. And her makeup collection probably bigger than me and yours put together, you know. Mm-hmm. Really, so I did this little girl's makeup, and so all these PAs and stuff started coming, knocked on the trailer where I'm at. And she, because she told Brandy who did her makeup, and it was like, "Is Trent in here?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm here." Brandy wants you up top. I said, "Oh no, I can't go up there." She said, "Uh." So then two or three or more came, and then one of my hairstylist friend came, and like, Brandy said, "You better get up here now." I said, "You tell Brandy, I'm just here doing background. I'm just getting in this business. Mm-hmm. I ain't stepping on no toes. That'll be fine today." <laughs> I can't do that. So as I went upstairs to get ready to head to set to watch set, my department here like I hear Brandy uh, uh, calling for you. You could have went. I said no, I'm good. So as I walk up, girl, Brandy sees me walking with these makeup artists. She said, "You must be Trent." She said, "You're doing something with this makeup nobody else is doing on this show." Okay. I was like, I was taken aback because people can feel threatened by that. Right, and then they won't bring you in no more. You right. know, it's right. up to their discretion if they want you to come in or not. You know, that's so. Um, 
fast forward, the next season I end up doing her makeup uh, for the show. I could not believe I was working with the legend as Brandy. As Brandy. Mm-hmm. And to hear her on set um, singing all the time, and, and it's just this beautiful melodic voice. Yeah. It, it was the... It was the most beautiful thing that I thought that I would ever see in my life. You know, then fast forward, I went and did Star, and then she got she began to come on Star, her and Roll, and I worked with her on that too. So I was I was lucky with that. And then you were, you did one of the most iconic videos. I still watch that video when you caught them singing in um in the trailer. Oh my god, Luke James. Oh my god. Listen, I was like, you better do it. This was every day. Let me just bust out, and I'll be like, oh, I need to. But see, it started when I was on the game. I don't know if you remember, but I I I, I filmed Brandy singing uh, "Diamonds" by Rihanna. Okay. I uh that video got a million clicks on it. Got a million views. On it. And you uh, ain't no YouTube page yet, boy. You better come on. But now. I got it. I got it on my YouTube, and I even have two thousand followers just from posting that video. Oh, what you not gonna do is make me feel 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 all salty and bad because I've been doing this in twenty eighteen. I'm still trying to get a thousand. <laughs> Listen, Michelle, I just and, and I ain't done anything to promote this channel. That's why you know you need to do it. Because yeah, it's to you. It ain't it ain't even it's just like, oh, I'm just gonna put it up there and it's gonna do great. Not that you cocky, but it's just it just that's just part of you. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I need to do it because I need some of these sponsors, these people send me products. Make up them got too expensive. You you know you preach to the choir over here. Too expensive. You know, I got my own line, but even when we Purchase product. The quarantine then got everybody like, oh, our minimums are now going to be this much. You're like, okay, now listen, right. we're all struggling through the quarantine. So how do you think we're going to pay you if we struggling too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's getting pricey. But listen, you know, I'll give you some product, honey, because the way you be beating these faces. <laughs> I enjoy it. I enjoy it so much. Um, what else? Gonna, I was going to ask you something. It slipped my mind. That's, I'm sorry. Well, you'll, you'll come back to it. What are some words of wisdom you would give any upcoming entertainer or entrepreneur? Oh. Mm. Never less than your best. I'm going to tell you why. I read this book. Um, what is his name? Used to go with uh, Kamora Lee Simmons. Uh, Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons. Mm-hmm. I read a book of his, 12 Steps to Success. And one of the things that stood out to me the most was never less than your best. You have to always Put your best forward, no matter what. No matter if you're in front of a, a audience of one or an audience of a thousand, you just got to give your best. Because when someone believes enough in you to even want to support you in any kind of way, you have to give it your all. Mm-hmm. And to know that it's not as easy as it seems. When you see people flexing on IG and and all this different stuff, you don't know what people go through to get to the success that they had. Just be be willing to put in the hard work. You mm-hmm. got to and um. I read this another book too because I like to read books because they have to get you, you have to get acclimated to dealing with different kind of people. Everybody's not going to be nice. Everybody's <laughs> not going to, um, uh, uh, yeah, there's not going to create this great environment for you all the time. Sometimes you'll go home drained and depleted, but mm-hmm. you got to realize that uh, you need something, some tools to 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 navigate through this thing with. So I read I read books and I read like, I read the four agreements. And uh, one thing is said in the four agreements is be impeccable with your word. So whatever whatever it is you need, you need to be able to tell your audience or whoever you're working for exactly what you need. You don't, you, you don't need to mince words. Say what you need, you know, never take it personal. Business is never personal. Sometimes like you'll work with artists and, and, a, and a lot of times people get too comfortable 
with the talent when we working on set and stuff. And they think it's their friend until their friend don't feel like being in that space with them no more. And now you're mad. But right. it's, it has nothing to do with you. It's, it's not personal. So stop taking it personal. It's business. That's something. They have to do a job. Everybody's there to do a job. These actors are not your friend. That's right. You know, they're there to do a job and they're there and to enjoy you while you're able to successfully do the job that they need. Does not mean you're their personal. Does not mean you're going to fly everywhere with them because chances are most of them come from L.A. They already got their people. Right. If you're lucky enough to get connected with somebody to be a personal or or to go around the world with them, then that's that's a great perk. Never take it. uh, Never take anything personal because it's business. That's right. And a dog that'll bring a bone will carry a bone. I tell everybody that I've ever worked with. You better listen. Because, like, you know, when you work in the industry, whether you're doing your own thing or whatever, but I've had plenty of people that have worked under me and they will tell me, say, you know, since I said this, first of all, don't tell me nothing that somebody said. The way she said it to you, she probably said it to somebody else and it's going to get back around and then you ain't going to have no job. So, (laughs) whatever the negativity is, I don't want to hear it. Period. Right. <laughs> like, you want to take me in, but I'm not, uh-uh, I ain't got time. And see, I don't even entertain inter- conversations like that because what happens is, even if you don't say nothing, that right. was in there, uh-uh. <laughs> I, I will leave the room before I sit there and listen to y'all gossip <laughs> because I, I don't want to be a witness of no negativity so you can say I was there. Nope, no, I wasn't. I was at the craft place and getting me a <laughs> I was at craft I <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They sure will do it to you, honey. But okay, we are moving on to our segments. We have our kiss or diss. So mm-hmm. I'm going to name some celebrity crushes, and you're going to decide who you kissing, who you dissing, and it's just for fun. So anybody that's watching, because he, he's trending on all the celebrities, he just playing, y'all. Don't take it too serious. I'm kissing. I'm kissing all of them. Come on. <laughs> all right, Carrie Washington or Carrie Hilson? Who you kissing? Who you dissing? Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, I'm gonna have to kiss Carrie Washington. Okay. I'm gonna have to diss Carrie Hilson. Okay. Because Carrie not working. <laughs> what? Because Carrie Hilson is not working that much anymore. Okay. And Carrie Washington is working. No, both the women are, are gorgeous. They're absolutely stunning. But I have to pick Carrie Washington. Okay. Chili of TLC or Kiki Palmer. Who you kissing? Who you dissing? Mm, give. I got to be a little biased because I've been around. Um, I've been around Kiki Palmer. So I'm about to say Kiki Palmer because she has a certain sexiness to her. And if you ever have a conversation with her, she's beyond her years. So it's very attractive. Okay. Yeah. And last but not least, Tracy Chapman or Della Reese? Who you kissing? Who you dissing? (laughs) Give me Della Reese. I'm (laughs) kissing Della Reese. I want to be touched by an angel. <laughs> we are moving on to our DAQs, which is dumbass questions. They just random questions I want answers to. Okay. All right. If you could be a superhero, what would your superhero name be, and what would be your superpower? Hmm. I would be Super Surgeon, right? And my 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 superpowers would be getting all of the ladies, the black women I know, out of twenty five millimeter lashes. You know what? <laughs> Look, you swoop me to snatch it off. <laughs> I'm coming to save the day. 
<laughs> Girl, it's ridiculous. They eyes are like this. <laughs> Look, I've had I had one client come in and she was getting her, you know, she was getting wet ready for a wedding. So I just knew she was like, I brought my own lashes. So I'm thinking she's gonna do real soft and subtle. She gave me these long 25 millimeter lashes. Oh and I mean, when I say long, like this long. Yes, yes. And then said double them. Baby, who wedding you going to? Where are you going? And that's supposed to be bang hair. She can put that in a bang. Not the bang. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's too much. Okay. If you ran for president and won, what would your acceptance speech sound like? Hmm. The world is finally gay. You know what? <laughs> Thank you so much. This is the first time in history that we have a first gentleman. <gasps> Come on, first gentleman. You better we pull have, up. <laughs> we have a first gentleman. So thank you all so much. I will get to the agenda right away. Mm, okay, then. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to get these reparations for the black community. You know, I'm going to give you back everything they stole, 40 acres and a mule. You know, now you'll be 400,000 acres and a Rolls Royce. Okay. We're about, we about to build up this whole town. It's time. Pull up in that Rolls Royce. Let's go. I'm telling you, that's my dream car. That is my dream car there. I um, I got a client who I absolutely love. I'm Yolanda Adams. Mm -hmm. uh, during the quarantine, I had to uh, fly out to do her for um, a performance she had for, right. um, for John Lewis. And, um, you know, they put me up, got me a hotel. I mean, got me a hotel, got me a rental car and everything. So I pulled a rental car up to her house and I'm like amazed. I'm like, whoa, this neighborhood, God is good to her. Mm -hmm. She said, you park your car, you're going to ride with me. And oh my God, what did we get in? Nothing than the um, the double R itself, the Rolls Royce. Woo! It felt like, like the tires was not even hitting the streets, like we was flying. <laughs> oh my God, like we were floating. And I said, oh my God, Lord, I need one of these so bad. But I'm not in that tax bracket yet. Okay. Because it's coming. It's definitely my dream car. So I'll stick with the little Lexus right now until I can get the Rolls Royce. <laughs> I, I got two struggle cars, so I understand. <laughs> you know, I look, I'm saving up to get my dream, my dream car right now. And then people are like, that's your dream car. I'm like, I, I'm a simple person, please. But I didn't realize how expensive my taste was. Until mm -hmm. I, so because I don't get cars for oh, it's the it's the Lamborghini. But I get uh -huh. what, oh, that's cute. I like it. So I want the Rubicon, right? The Jeep Rubicon. Ooh, I love those. Fifty thousand dollars, though. Woo! Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, because I'm just thinking you don't, buy, you don't have to buy a brand new. Oh, I know, but even with the ones that even the lower models, the cheapest uh, Jeep I've seen was a 2013, and that was thirteen thousand, and that's yeah. not bad. But that's it's not. like the fact that it's 2013 and it's still 13,000. Oh yeah, they hold their value pretty well. That's a good thing. They do hold their value, but I just did not realize that my taste was that expensive. The yeah. only thing I got on that car was cuz 2018 they came out with the Rubicon where it was um the turbo engine. So okay. I mean, it's a four cylinder. So what you're doing is you're getting a body of like a SUV, but you're mm -hmm. saving gas because of the engine is four cylinder. So that's the only reason I was like, "Oh, it's cute and I can save. Let me get that." And then mm -hmm. I saw a $50,000 ticket. I was like, Oh, let me wait right. on that. <laughs> because, because what you're saving in price, you're going to pay. I mean, what you're saving gas, you're paying price for the 2018. Yeah. It, exactly. So it all evens out. Yeah. yeah it do. But I'm, I'm, but I'm, you know what? Next year is going to be the big 4 0. All I, right. Wait, these coins is getting ready to be saved up. I'm getting oh. there. 
don't know if it's gonna be on my birthday, but it's gonna be sometime next year. It's gonna happen. I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right. The way my God is set up, he's gonna make it do what it do. I don't know how it's gonna come, but it's coming, Jesus. It's coming, it's coming. <laughs> it is coming. You better name and claim that thing. All day. Okay, now what is the most horrible name you can name a fancy five-star restaurant? All about nuts. <laughs> Name menu balls are us. <laughs> they have an assortment of nuts and balls. Holiday, <laughs> <laughs> they call them jingle balls. <laughs> oh god! Hey, that works. Five star. <laughs> okay, five star. Oh, what a happy god. ending. <laughs> All right, and then we have our also our other segment is called "What Grinds Your Gloss." So this basically give me one of your pet peeves about what a particular thing. Just anything. Mm. Okay. Oh, when I'm working on a trailer, sometimes there's some people now who can listen to music from the time we get in there until the time we leave. So what grinds my my grinds my what you say? Well, for, for you, for me, I say what grinds my gloss. For you, I can say what grinds your gangster. <laughs> what grinds <laughs> my gangster? Okay, yeah. And sometimes, like, my nerves get so bad that I don't want to hear anything. Or, or when you go to a club with somebody and it's music all day long, the whole night, and then they get in the car and they cut it music up even louder. I'm like, can we just get a break on the way home? So <laughs> for that reason, I really don't ride with people a lot. But what if it's Whitney they playing? Oh. We can listen to Whitney. I'm biased with Whitney. We can listen to Whitney. You can turn that up, but um, yeah, we can definitely listen to that. Well, my okay, I'm gonna get my what grinds my gloss is people that are late. Mm. People that are late and then act like they on time, like just twirl it, like yes, I've arrived, bitch. Look, you 20 minutes late. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't got time. <laughs> my time is just. I don't, I don't like that either because I show up on time. I really do show up on time, and I. Especially in the business we we're in, we don't get to be late. Hey, listen, when I tell you, I literally just had that happen yesterday, and it's so funny because I don't mind when people are late because I'm. Uh, well, I mean, I mind, but it doesn't mess up my schedule because I'm just gonna push you to the back. Okay. <laughs> like if you're late, you're now walking, so you just gonna have to wait. That's your fault. Right. Right, but right. It's so funny because the lady comes in, she was like, and I'm busy with my clients or whatever. She was like, um, yes, I got a you know twelve forty appointment. I was like. Oh, you're you're late. She was like, "Yeah, I'm a little late." I was like, "No, you're a lot late. It's one o'clock, ma'am." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay, well, and I said, I said, I can probably get to you, would you, but this is the thing: you have to sit here and wait. And if I if my next appointment is not here, I can try to slide you in, but I can't guarantee you I can get to you next because right. you're late. And she was like, "Oh, I understand," but I got and that and want to explain to me everything she got to do. Well, what was what you had to do when your ass wasn't here at twelve forty? That's what I'm saying. That's all. Like, <laughs> I don't care about that. And it, and 20 minutes late is a lot because especially people who like us who want to perfect our craft. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it may take us 20 minutes on our brow. It depends mm -hmm. on if we're getting used to this thing for the first time to somebody we haven't done before. You know, so we every, the time is very crucial. And people have to understand that. Um, I, I was flown out one time to this to um to do this pastor's wife makeup. It's a big, big church, huge mm -hmm. church, right? And I got there, uh Everything was last minute, so I hurry up, packed the bag. They flew me out, put me up, brought brought me on to the uh, to the church where she was at. 
because it's an apartment connected to the church. This church is huge. Oh, right? wow. Okay. I get there and I'm two and a half hours early because mm. I love to be early. It didn't make me no different. When the man said, what time? I said, I get up there to go meet her and she's pulling out of the garage of the church mm-hmm. and her Lamborghini truck. Oh, I'll be back. I got, I got errands to run. Long story short, she got back 20 minutes before the thing started to do hair and makeup. Who finna do that? Girl, I don't know. She had a good bun and, and, a, and a lash in the lip and next. I slapped that stuff on her so quick and I was not proud of that work at all. And I wouldn't take a picture of it or anything. But how did she think that 20 minutes was going to suffice or be enough enough time? Both. Now, I can give you, if you had to do a 20, 20 minute beat real quick, you could have did that. But you got to do hair and makeup at 20? Come on. Right. So that means the hair girl is pulling her head. And every time I'm trying to do something, it was, it was too much. Mm. Way too much. That liner was all over the place. <laughs> you, know, you start, you're like, you know what? We're going to do a smoky eye on you. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. I grabbed through some on that so quick. I was not proud of that work, though. Listen, I got paid. I jumped back on the plane. I went on. So I was like, okay. And it, you can't, and they can't blame you. You they can't I, blame me. I was here, baby. You was the one that pulled up late and want me to work a miracle. I mean, run it. Come on, come on. We got to get. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Now, before we get out of here, I'd like to introduce you to a game me and my homie made over the quarantine. So, you know, I told you I had to stay creative. We created a game called Singadoo. Okay. It's, it's a musical game. And mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're singing the lyrics of the song on the car, but you can only use the word do. Do then, right. So I'm gonna do a, an example, and you have to guess what song I'm singing, and then I'm gonna let you do a couple, and then I'll guess what you're singing. Okay. All right. So we got R&B and hip hop. We got greatest hits. We got pop and Billboard hits, country rock, singer do favorites, TV themes, and party and dance hits. What category you wanna do? Mm, let's do some. Uh, let's do some R&B. Okay. Oh, you better know this one. Now, I don't know if I can do it, but I'm gonna try. <laughs> All right. Uh, do 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 I'm saving all my love for you, Whitney Houston. Okay, let's go. All right. All right, next one. Um do 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 is it baby, baby, baby? Yes, come on, man. You better know your music. All right, this one's gonna be a struggle. Let's see, because I don't know if I remember this one. I know this, but it's not coming to my head. Do it again. Okay. If, if you can think of the words, then it'll come to you. Um, do 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 do
I don't I don't know what it is, but I know that tune. I know that I you give up. I give up. I'm emotional. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. All right. So you got the hang up. I'm gonna let you do a couple, and then I'm gonna guess. So I'm gonna hold it up in the camera, and then you'll tell me you ready, and then I'll put the card down so I can guess. Okay, let's do it. Can you see it? Because I'm putting it right in front of the camera, so I can't see what you're seeing at all. Can you give me another? Because I don't know any of those. All right. Let me pull it back, see if you can see it. Oh, God. You got it? No, do me another one. <laughs> Let me flip the card over. Maybe you don't know the, the other five better. All right, let's try that one. I'm so I'm so mad at myself for not knowing so. You got it? No, Michelle. You gotta give me another one. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to get us. You, you better know something. <laughs> All right, let's try this one. Do, 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 do. The do 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 do, do, do. <laughs> I can't I can't even get the tune right now. Take your time. Give me another one. Can I just oh, one? You ain't gonna be on my team next time. <laughs> I, no, I you got it. Go down, go down. Oh. Do 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 Mary Jane? Do 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 do. Yeah, that's okay. it. You okay. know, you, did you know about Mary Jane like that? I look, I'm a oh see, you don't know. I'm a joke oh. for real, baby. I'm a DJ. I know music now. If I don't oh. do nothing else, I know music. <laughs> oh. I don't talk to, to, to Mary Jane, but I do the music. Oh girl, I do. <laughs> well, baby, I'm gonna do what you do. I don't mad at you. All right, you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Do 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 summer rain. Ah, look at you. Listen. All right, I'm gonna give you one more since you've been struggling. Why this been a struggle for me? I was like, how you don't know music? Come on now, you get mine. I do know music. I promise I do, but I didn't know those songs. I don't know. No Bon Jovi. Do 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 did you make this game up? Yes. That's amazing. Quarantine. It's called Singadoo. So if you're interested, you can order at singadoo.com. I'm going to order that. Please do. Um, I'm asking for a discount code. I'll send you a link. You can use a discount code. Okay. I like um, that. So please let everybody know where to find you and what you're going to name your YouTube page that you're starting today because I say it so. <laughs> yeah. You guys can definitely find me again at Instagram at Makeup Surgeon. Uh, Facebook, Trent Simmons. Uh, and ironically enough, uh, my YouTube page is already up. I just got a few videos on there. Um, you can It's Makeup Surgeon. So make sure you guys follow me on Makeup Surgeon. I promise you I'm going to put some content on there very, very soon. 
Okay, you heard what he said. Yeah. So when, when we start, we're gonna have, we gonna we we got to give you a date that you got to start. So we yeah. start. So what we we're in February. You look, you need to start this month anyway. It's Black History Month. Black History oh, Month. I got it. Start February 14th. It's all about the love, baby. Let's go. Okay. So you can you can record it now, but you launch it on February 14th. Okay. Okay. What are we doing? Well, see, I don't know how to edit. Maybe I can. I, I see that's what listen. That's, that's what you I know how to edit, but all the stuff I know how to edit that came from YouTube University. Okay. <laughs> so whatever you're using to edit, just type that in YouTube and say, okay, I want to learn how to do X, Y, and Z, and it'll show you step by step. You have your one, you know, camera over here, like or your computer over here, and just follow the steps. That's legit how I learned how to do all my editing. But the the easiest one to edit is um, iMovie. So far for me, but you okay. can. You can use everything, but if, what kind of computer do you have? A Mac. Oh, baby, listen, you already halfway done. Okay. If you literally put in Mac, whatever, and put the, the model I movie that you have, okay. and what you're trying to do, just type it in YouTube and it'll show you step by step. You do this, okay. do this, and that's how I learned. So, okay. it'll work. so just let me know when you need me to pull up to your podcast because I'm coming. All right, <laughs> let's make it happen. All right, we'll see y'all next time. All right, thank you so much, Michelle. All right, let's see. Let me see if I ended it right. I still, let's see. And I got a new computer, so that's what I'm trying to make sure.